Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Right, it's good to see you all this morning. It's nice and warm in here. You know, this building is either too hot or too cold. It's like one of those old buildings and that. But um, yeah, hopefully you've been enjoying the sun. Um, this morning, I just, I've got this word that God's given to me and it's, it's brilliant that in the worship just now, you know, I really, God was strongly here because <clears throat> I think that's just going to continue on into this message and then we're going to go back into worship at the end as well. And if you just stick my first slide up, this is the question that I felt the Lord has been kind of asking me over the last few weeks and talking to me about. And this is what my message is, all, is going to be all about. How real is Jesus to you? And I felt the Lord kind of saying to me, Rohan, how real am I to you? How real am I? And it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I know many of us here know Jesus, believe in Jesus, giving your lives to Jesus. But in reality, on a daily basis, how real is he? How present is he in your life, in your daily comings and goings, work, home, kids, school, whatever? How real is he in the moment? Because actually, if we got a revelation of how real and present he is in our lives, 24-7, it would change our lives, wouldn't it? It would change the way we live our lives and the things we do and everything. So that's what I want you to think about this morning. And, you know, during the worship there, it was like, okay, God, you're really here. You're, you're here now. And you can feel his presence in a room. And we're going to just talk a bit more about that as, as, as we go through this. And then at the end, I want us to just respond to him by going back into worship. And I just believe God is just going to meet with people and encounter people. So a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about um, our purpose and our calling. And just to, just to cut, you know, just cut it short, you know, God, all of our purposes I, I kind of went through is to actually know Jesus and to follow him and to walk with him. That's our purpose in life. If you just stick up the next slide. And our calling is something that he makes us into. So as we're following him, so it's Matthew 4.19. You know, that scripture says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So as we're following him, as we know him, as we're obeying him and walking with him, he will make us. As we follow him, he will make us into whatever we need to be. And to kind of follow into that, I remember actually a few weeks ago, I talked about compromise and living without compromise and making sure, you know, our lives are clean and holy and right before him so that we can follow him wholly and properly and fully. Um, but also to bring into this, into, it, into this message, into that kind of context, um, we need to know him and we need to know him deeply. We need to know, have that reality of who he is in our lives. And we're going to unpack that today. 
So if I think about my, my kind of walk with God, I feel like I've been through just different degrees of understanding and degrees of knowing his reality in my life and how real he is. So when I was, when I was little, I, I kind of grew up in a kind of Christian family. You know, my, my parents believed in God and um, I kind of had an understanding that God was out there somewhere. And I remember praying and I remember kind of just thinking, okay, God, you're out there somewhere, but you're nothing to do with my life and I'm just living my life and doing my thing as a young person, but you're out there somewhere. So I had a kind of a tiny kind of understanding or there was a bit of a reality that he is out there, way up in heaven, somewhere out there. And, you know, that's where he would just stay and be. And then as I got older, many of you know my testimony that I kind of found God when I was, um, when I went to university. I, um, I got to a point where I actually, I knew that Jesus was the son of God and Jesus died for my sins and Jesus uh, is my Lord and Saviour. I gave my life to him. And that was a, like another reality, you know, following on from he's out there somewhere. He then became, okay, real to me. And I had this kind of experience where, um, you know, I've said, said it many times before, where kind of everything would change and I felt completely different. And I had a bit of an, a bit of an encounter with God and I knew God is real and I'm now living for him. I've given my life to him. But as time went on, there was other encounters I had with God throughout my life where he became realer and realer and realer to me. So there's this kind of like, you, you go on this journey and the next stage was when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was baptised in the Spirit and that was quite, I'm sure I've shared this before, but it was quite an unusual kind of um, event that happened where I was watching Christian TV on my computer that was being streamed from the church in America somewhere and uh, a guy came on the screen and he was talking about the Holy Spirit and how to be filled with the Holy Spirit and he said you know if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit just reach out your hands and touch the screen and God is going to fill you with with his spirit so I did that and I was filled with the Spirit of God in my bedroom um, at university I was filled with the Spirit and I began to speak in a different language and and that was another degree of God becoming more real to me in that moment and from then on. And from that point onwards, I've had lots of encounters and, and dreams and visions and things where God has made himself realer and realer and realer to me. And I remember one occasion where I, I was still at university and I was just, just worshipping God like we were this morning in my room. And I just had this this overwhelming sense that God was just in the room. I just spent, I think it was like hours just worshipping him. And it was like he was in my bedroom. And I kind of even, I remember even just reaching out to touch him. I was like, God, you're so real right now. And I reached out to touch him. Not that I felt anything, but it was like he was there. And you just know that you know he was in the room. Like this morning, his presence was in my bedroom. And from then on, you know, you, I've just had different occasions where you kind of just have these encounters with God and you, these meetings with God. And, you know, I feel that God isn't wanting us to just believe in him with blind faith. He's happy for us to have, to actually experience him in real, in reality. 
He wants us to actually have experiences with him. I remember where I, um, where I was at university in Stafford, the pastor of the church um, who I lived with for a year. I was always jealous of her because she had all these stories about meetings with God and encounters with God. And she had, um, and she'd seen angels and she'd seen all sorts of things. And I remember she used to tell this story where she saw an angel on, on our church roof one day. She was walking to church and she saw this angel and it was all in its armor and it had a sword. And I was like, wow, how, how do you see angels? How can you even, you know, what, what is that all about? I didn't even know you could see angels. You know, I didn't even really know how real angels were back then. And she would tell stories of, of just how she's encountered God and had she's seen amazing miracles and signs and wonders and all sorts of things. And I began, you know, I think it was from that moment, I began to just say, okay, God, I want to see the encounter you like. I want to see angels. I want to experience stuff like that. And I remember she said even once that she, on a number of occasions when she was just spending time with God, she would just, she would smell um, like the fragrance of the Lord. And I don't, I don't, I'd never heard of anything like that before back then, or even now, you rarely hear that. I don't know, has anyone ever smelt the fragrance of God? Has anyone ever experienced anything like that? A few people, yeah, cool, that's good. You tasted it. Yeah, do you know what? I was about, I was going to share about that, actually. Um, but she said as she was just worshipping God and spending time with God, she would just smell this fragrance, the fragrance of the Lord. And, and I asked her, what, you know, what, what did it smell like? And she said it was like, um, like a, a flower, like a, like a lily. And, um, you know, one of the names of Jesus is um, the, lily of the, va- the lily of the valley. And she said, it's just like a lily, like a fresh, sweet kind of, sweet kind of smell. And, um, do you know, I've got a picture here. I've got a lily in our garden. We've just happened to have some lilies someone gave us in our back garden. And I smelt, I smelt them yesterday. I was like, because <laughs> I remembered this story and I was like, okay, I'm actually going to smell our lilies and smell what they smell like. But they actually do smell sweet. It's like a fresh, sweet, kind of gentle fragrance. And I was like, okay, God, I want to, sm- I want to be able to smell you, you know, <laughs> Not that I have yet, but I'm still believing for that. But I've had other experiences where God has, there's a reality to him. Because I think sometimes when we talk about God or when other people that don't know him, uh, you know, think about God, it's like he's up there and it's a blind faith. We just, Christians just have blind faith and we just believe in something we don't, we've never seen, heard, you know, didn't, doesn't even really know it's there. We're just kind of hoping and banking that he's, he's real. But you can actually have these experiences where he becomes really, really real. I remember we were, back when Anna and I were leading the, the youth work in the church years ago, um, we, we, had, we spent some time with God just, it was daily for like weeks. We were going to um, uh, this lady's house um, who was the mother of some of the young people, and we were just just worshiping God every day. David would know this. I don't. Know, I think he's gone outside. David would remember this, and we had we actually had gold dust on us. I don't know. Has anyone ever experienced that or seen that before? We actually we were worshiping every day, every day. We're meeting with God, really worshiping for hours, literally for hours. Sometimes we'd go up until one o'clock in the night, really worshiping God, and. And one day we just started to see that we had gold on our, on our clothes. It was like little gold dust. And you could kind of just, if you just did that, it would just fall down. And day, you know, it was daily, this gold dust just started to appear on us. And 
it was a sign and it was a wonder. You know, we hear about signs and wonders. It's a sign from God. It's a sign that heaven was really in, in that place, in that house. And again, it was, a, it was a real kind of reality moment that God is real, God's in the place. And it was just, it was powerful. It was amazing. And we had some amazing times with God there. I, I honestly believe marked some of those young people for the rest of their lives, some of the encounters with God we had. Um, another occasion, and this happened on a, quite a few occasions, we, um, Anna and I, back in the day, we used to run this cafe. Uh, it's called the Christian Caf. Joanna used to go to you. That's where we met you for the first time, Joanna. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a Christian bookshop. Oh, it used to be a Christian bookshop. I don't think it is anymore. And a cafe in the Horsham Town Centre. And we used to um, just, a, a team of us used to be there and we would just give free food and drinks and pizza and all sorts of snacks and stuff to the, the local teenagers that were out in the town centre on the Friday evening. And they would come into that place and they would eat and we would just talk to them about God and we would pray for them and people would get would get healed and... Um, God would do miracles in their lives. And I remember one particular occasion, and this, things like this would happen quite often, but one particular occasion, I remember that we were talking to a group of boys and teenage boys, and, they, and we were just telling them about Jesus and how real he is and all of that. And, um, and, and we were explaining who Jesus was. And they, they said, you know, we, we want to believe, but we just don't, you know, how can we believe? We, you know, we need to kind of experience him, see something. And... And I said to them, do you know what? It's okay for you to ask God for a sign. If you, if you want to believe in him, just, just ask him, pray. You guys pray yourselves and ask him to reveal himself to you, to give you a sign. And um, so, they, so they went away. And then we were back again the next, the following week. And these boys came in and they were like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. God gave us a sign. We've, we've, we prayed. You know, you told us to pray. On the way home, we were walking home and we said, I think it was like three, three boys said, God, we want a sign. Show us a sign that you're real. And they said, as they were walking through this park, a shooting star just went across the sky. As soon as they said that and absolutely freaked them out. <laughs> they, were, they were, couldn't believe it. And they came back and they said, yeah, he showed us a sign. God is real. God showed us a sign. And actually God did lots of things. There's lots of stories I can't even remember now, but I know lots of occasions we told the kids because they need something to believe in. You know, God, when Jesus was here on the earth, he did, he did you know, miracles, healings. He proved to people he was real. So you can, you know, people can ask him for signs and he'll give you a sign. And I can think there's tons of other stories, not even in the Christian calf, of, of people who've had signs from God when they've asked him. And um, so, yeah, we, you know, we continue to kind of work with these kids and, and God would just do amazing things. But he is very real and he wants to make himself real to us. There's an occasion here, many of you would know the story, if you just flick, actually, no, hold on, hold on, don't go to that slide yet. Uh, 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 the story of Thomas, so, and it's, the story is called this Doubting Thomas kind of story, uh, where Jesus had um, died on the cross, went to the tomb, resurrected, and appeared to the disciples and appeared to other people. And on one occasion, Thomas, which is one of the disciples, wasn't actually with them when Jesus appeared to them, and he said, you know, I, I'm not going to believe. And yeah, let's, let's pick, up the, pick up the story. 
Um, no, sorry, not the video. It's the the, the, the um, scripture, yeah. And it says this. Now, Thomas also known as Didymus, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord, but he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hand, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. That's the next slide. Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. If you go back one, if you go back, yeah, I think it's that one. So we've heard, some of us would have heard of that story. Do you know what, one of the things I just thought about this story as I was kind of, as I was just kind of preparing for this message was that often we would focus on the bit right at the end where it says, blessed are those who have, had, have not seen yet have believed. And we could talk about faith and putting your faith in Jesus and, and just believing. But actually, if you think about, if you think about the story, Jesus Really, in that moment, he revealed himself to Thomas. So the other disciples were in the room, but he actually came for Thomas so that he would believe. Just if you think, really think about that, he actually came back so that Thomas could see him. And then he said, you know, touch my hands, touch my side. And he, he revealed himself to Thomas and he just said, you know, stop doubting, just believe and I honestly believe that he is happy to do that for us. Now, maybe you won't have an experience like that where Jesus actually appears in the room and just says, you know, touch my hands. People have. And you, hear, you read books, you hear stories of where people have actually meeting Jesus. You know, we hear all these stories of Muslims where Jesus has appeared physically to them and told them about himself and they believe in him. And, you know, these things happen. But I, but I honestly believe God wants to reveal himself in a real way to us and I want to challenge you to to actually to pray and ask him so maybe you might be at a point where you want to have more of a reality of him in your life maybe you're at a point where you have no reality of him whatsoever you never experienced anything uh, maybe you're here today you don't even know Jesus and you don't believe in him but there's, as I told you about those different degrees of, of reality of him, ask him for more. You can ask him for more. You can ask him for experiences. You can ask him for dreams, for visions. I remember I had a friend um, when I was in Bible college who, and I was, talk, I was talking to him about some dream I had about God. And, and he said, oh, I never get dreams. I never get dreams about God. I just, I don't even get dreams at all. I don't remember the dreams I have. And I said, you know, you can just pray and ask God for a God dream and he'll give you a dream. And this, this friend went away and he prayed and he had this amazing dream about God. Like he had this vivid, almost like a real experience with God in, in a dream. 
And it changed his life. It cha- he's doing amazing things with God at the moment, actually. But it changed his life, that dream. He was like, he came back to me, he's like, I can't believe it. I just, I've never remember dreams, have dreams. And I had this complete dream where God showed me this and God showed me that. And, and it marked his life. And I just want to encourage you. I'm just releasing faith now. God can give you dreams. He can give you visions. He can give you encounters with himself where he becomes, he becomes real. Oh, let's, let's watch this video. This is the video of, hopefully the sound's working, of this piece of scripture. We have seen the Lord. I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. Peace be unto you. Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. My Lord and my God. Thomas. Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. That's a cool clip, isn't it? And God gave him that experience to to just confirm to him that he was real. And I know there is there is there is times where we need to just believe the word of God, and we don't we might not feel anything or see anything or hear anything, but we just believe the promises that are in His word, and we put our faith in God, and we believe what's in there. But also, on the other hand, there is a reality that he wants us to come into where he is, he's present. If you just click to the next bit of scripture, I think we were, what did we get up to? I think that was the one. Now go back one. Yeah, that's it. So the disciples met, met with him and he appeared to them. And after, um, they're meeting with him. 
he gave them the commission, the great commission, we call it. And, he's, he's, and it says this in Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And you know the bit I've highlighted there? He says, surely I am with you always. So God is with us always, even to the very end of the age. And it's just good to just meditate on that bit where it says always. Surely I am with you always, all the time he's with us. He's in us. And if you just click to the next one. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it. So he's, he's, released God, he's released the disciples and it says he's worked with them. Now the disciples walked with him, talked with him. They knew him for all of those years, a few years that they, they were with him. So they knew Jesus as a, as a real person. But then he, after his resurrection, he, you know, he wasn't a real person physically there anymore. But I do believe from those two scriptures that he, I, I believe the disciples knew he was, he was there with them when they were reaching people and doing what he was asking them to do. I believe it was like they just knew he was, they knew his presence and they knew his presence was with them and he was working through them. And it says he, he worked, it's interesting, it does say that the, the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. It's like he stepped in and he confirmed what needed to be confirmed. He made himself real by miracles or whatever way, by, appear, you know, by, be, by doing stuff in people's lives. Um, the next slide, please. This is from Hebrews. God has said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And he's, he's, always, he's always with us. And that's, what, that's a promise of God. He'll never, leave, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's always with us. He's Emmanuel, isn't he? God with us. And he's, he's there with us all the time. There's a, there's a scripture here in John and this talks about the Holy Spirit. And this just gives us a bit of an understanding of how he is with us and inside of us. And it just follows on here. It says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And that word advocate means the same likeness as Jesus. He'll give us a, his spirit to be with us that is exactly the same as Jesus being with us. And he, he, he'll explain it here. Uh, another advocate to help you, to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives, in, he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So he's given us this, his spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, to be in us and to be with us. And Jesus says there, he will be with us and he'll be in us as well. If you go to the next slide. And on that day, you'll realize that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them 
and show myself to them. And that bit at the end, he's, he says, if you keep his commandments, he will show himself to us. So what does that mean? He'll, sh- he'll show himself to us. And that might be something that you sense, you know, because we're spiritual beings, we're spirit, soul and body. So we have a spirit and we connect with God in spirit. But he will, he will show us himself, whether that's something you feel or sense or you sense in your spirit. Like we, this morning in the worship, you might sense him being in the room. He'll, he'll reveal and show us himself. And that's what he wants us, he wants us to experience that. There's just one more bit of scripture here. And this is John, one of the disciples, um, in his epistle. He wrote this right at the beginning. He was just starting his epistle and talking about Jesus. And he said this, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared and we have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Next one. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we write this to make our joy complete. Go back, go back the slide. Since John's beginning his, his letter, it's, he's saying, we've seen him, we've touched him, we've been with him, because obviously they, they had physically. And John had a revelation, a deep revelation of God, that he was the word of life, and that life has appeared to us. So not only has he just um, experienced Jesus as a man, he, he has a revelation that he is life itself, he's eternal life. He is God. And that word life there in the Greek is, is the word zoe. And that, that means life in all its fullness. It's, it's just life itself. The life that we have, the, you know, the life in our, in our bones, the life that every living thing has on this planet. We know that God, God created everything and breathed life into us. And that life is a person. That life is Jesus. He's eternal life. And that life has appeared, appeared to them, but he's also appeared to us. He is with us now. So what I want us to do this morning is to, is to respond to him. So we're going to go back into worship. Can I have the worship guys up, please? Um, if you could just play something. I want us to just respond to him and I want us to think about if Jesus is really real to us in our everyday moment, what does, that, what does that mean to us when we have difficult situations that we come across, whether, you know, whether we're dealing with things or just in our everyday going, comings and goings in life? If he's really there and present and with us, how does that change the way we respond to people? the way we respond to circumstances, the way that we talk to people, if he's really present in us, through us, around us, with us, does that change the things we maybe say and do and watch and 
speak about because it should because if God Emmanuel is here there's there's power there there's resource there to change our lives to help us when we're weak he's there he's strong when we're worrying about stuff the prince of peace is there with us in us where we can draw on his peace when we need healing in our bodies we, he's the healer he's there we can draw on that healing whatever we need provision whatever we might be worrying about concerned about stuff going on there's all sorts of things jobs life children whatever we have God going through things with us he's there to bring his presence into every area of our lives when we're sharing about him with other people he's there you know when we're in bed you know worrying about stuff before we go to bed he's there he's present and just take that away from this morning if anything that he is present and he is able to understand what we're going through and able to release everything we need into those circumstances into those situations to solve things to sort things out he goes through with us he never leaves us he never forsakes us he's always with us as he said there and he wants us to know the reality of that as well there's a song I asked the guys to sing and actually I mentioned it a few weeks ago and it's called Abba and I read out to you back then the, um, the lyrics to the song and it says this you're more real than the ground I'm standing on you're more real than the wind in my lungs your thoughts define me you're inside me you're my reality that's the powerful words to a, to a song there I'm sure they're revelation the person that wrote this is revelation from God and it says Abba I belong to you you're closer than the skin on my bones you're closer than the song on my tongue he is our reality he needs to be our reality we need to filter our lives through the reality of Jesus the truth and as we just go back into worship I want you to just ask the Lord as we're worshiping just say God come and meet with me now come and reveal yourself to me even right now come and encounter me right now if that's your heart's desire I mean he will respond to the prayer of faith the prayer in you that's real for you and just as we leave this place as well, ask him to give you real moments where he becomes realer to you. And, you know, I, I want to hear some testimonies, actually. If you pray prayers like this, I would, I'd love to hear testimonies during the week of how you might have had a dream or you might have had something happen or some miracle or, a, I don't know, whatever. God can choose to do things in whatever way he chooses to do them. But... I want you to ask. You know, the Bible says, ask and we will receive. Seek and we'll find. Knock and the door will be answered to us. You know, we can ask him for things and he's willing. He always says, I'm willing. I'm willing to make myself available to you. I'm willing to do what you need me to do. 
So if you just like to stand to your feet, the guys are just going to lead us here in a flow of worship. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.